Welcome to SAS Open Mic by Chart Mogul. I'm Annie Musgrove. How do you take a user interaction, historically regarded as a boring chore, and redefine it from the ground up, turn it into something that inspires a user's emotion and excitement? David Okunyev and his co-founder realized they were onto something after developing the initial concept during their time at a design agency in Barcelona. Fast forward a few years and Typeform is one of Europe's hottest SaaS businesses. In 2015, they raised a $15 million Series A. And just recently, the company moved into a beautiful, expansive new office space. Ed's chat with David is mainly focused around user experience, or UX, as a concept and how the team at Typeform are pushing beyond this. David likes to call it human experience, and this spans far wider than UX. It's more about trying to capture the complete experience a person has when interacting with a brand or a company. If you enjoy SaaS Open Mic, don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes straight into your podcast app. You can find the show on iTunes or SoundCloud. And now, here's Ed, talking to David Akinyev. So David, thanks uh, so much for joining me today. And I'm, it's, I'm really happy that uh, we could have a quick chat. I think there's some uh, pretty interesting things that, that I would love to pick your brains on. Um, yeah. Pleasure to be here. Thanks. So you're co-founder and, and joint CEO of Typeform. And uh, what I find interesting and... and Apologize for diving straight into the the thick of it, but um, your background is as a as a designer um, and and Typeform, as far as I understand, is something that evolved from uh, kind of something you were doing in your spare time um, with with your co-founder Robert. Um, right. I was wondering if you could just go over how that kind of how your background as a designer has influenced uh, Typeform now as a business or as a company, and how you're building that. Okay, well, I guess the easiest way to answer that is just to think of it in that we we had a problem, which was we, myself and my co-founder had a customer that wanted to put a form in, a, in an exhibition space. So instead of just building, you know, just a standard form, we wanted to do something that would really, you know, uh, jump out of people and engage them in order to, in order to get their data. So... Uh, we would we were basically given a design problem to solve, mm. and we solved it for that particular project. And then based on that, everything sort of followed. Um, mm. We built a company around actually discovering that if you actually make a, a form which which is much more engaging. Sorry, I mean, if you build a form which which uh, goes one question at a time that has good design in it, uh, it uh, encourages engagement and. When we when we discovered this, we, we we decided, oh well, why don't we kind of build a company around that? Mm. And what's what would you say is your vision for Typeform as a as a product or, or also as a business? Uh, okay, quite a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, no worries. Um, so I mean, we're basically. I mean, when we started off, uh, I think we kind of saw ourselves as a 
a form builder because essentially that was, that's what we built a much better form yeah. but we quickly found that people were using Typeform for all sorts of, of things uh, to do with you know communication around around questions and answers um, so going forward we're trying to kind of move away from from being perceived or seeing ourselves as just a you know a, a form tool mm. and more of a communication tool because really Typeform does allow you to have a a conversation through an interface and you can either uh, give data or actually collect data and actually you can create all kinds of workflows. So as far as the product vision goes, that's kind of where you know, we want to kind of you know, focus our efforts moving forward. And that's why we're rebuilding the platform uh, as we stand to kind of support that, that product vision. As, as a company, um, we, we, we have this vision statement which we use, um, which says uh, make things a little more human. And and that was kind of we didn't have this these words when we started the company, right? Uh, yeah, but sure. that's kind of transpired. But that's actually what we did at the beginning. We took something which was really boring, mundane, and lame, uh, which isn't engaging, like a standard plain vanilla form, and actually humanized it. So mm. so as a company, that's kind of a kind of crying call. We're always trying to make things a little more human, humanizing product humanizing the way we build out the company as well mm. yeah and I, and I see that message conveyed all the way through your from your product to your blog and, and all, of, all of the other communication that comes out of the business um, I, so there's a lot of hype at the moment around kind of conversational interfaces and, and obviously messaging as a, a kind of uh, interaction is, is huge uh, we're seeing uh, what some people call the, the rise of like chatbots and things um, I mean, you guys were obviously there before before yeah, this discussion was happening. Yeah. How do you yeah. think that the Typeform kind of fits yeah. into that, or do you fit into that? Yeah, it's funny because I keep on getting asked this question. Every oh, kind of but it's, it's, it's fair enough. It's, it's a good question. Uh, yeah, like you say, uh, we've been kind of doing it from the beginning. Uh, so it's kind of, for us, it's kind of a natural extension of what we do. And, you know, I wouldn't... Um, discount us like, you know, allowing people to interact with Typhoons through a chat application. It works pretty much the same way. It's one question at a time. Um, I do think there's a lot of hype uh, around uh, around uh, conversational interfaces, especially in that they're going to replace uh, the traditional point-and-click interfaces. I mean, the jury is pretty much out on that. But I do see that eventually in the future, that's probably the way things are going to go. Because we're gonna, I think we're gonna be less reliant on having devices and just seeing stuff in our in our field of view, and the interaction. The the best way to interact uh, with that when you have no device is to actually have a conversation. So I do think eventually we'll get to that, but mm. it, I don't think it's, it's it's spelling out the end of like the traditional interfaces uh, as we know it. Sure, sure. Um, I, I've seen a lot of. Uh uh, stuff coming out of the Typeform blog, uh, specifically around uh, like discussion around UX and trying yeah. to look beyond uh, UX as a concept. Um, yeah. I was wondering if you could just talk a little bit about uh, kind of what's wrong with with UX and why we need to kind of go beyond this in our in the way that we think about user experience. Well, I wouldn't say that there's anything particular wrong with UX, but I think, um, well, at least from our point of view, um, 
doing UX isn't just about uh, getting a person from A to B successfully. Mm. Uh, what we do is ask the question, have they reached uh, that point with an emotional connection? Because that's really what makes people fall in love with products, if there's that emotional connection. So if you're just kind of creating experiences to get people to complete objectives, then you're actually missing out a whole other dimension. Mm. And I think, you know, if you look at the way technology is trending, and and even if you look at conversational UI, everything is kind of trending to be more and more humanized. Like, like we're trying to, like, remove this this barrier between us and the computer. Mm. So... Yeah. Mm. Um, so, in in your view, then, if there was a definition for for what you would call human experience, uh, yeah. do, what would that be? Well, I would say it's beyond UX. So it's not thinking about user experience. It's it's thinking about not users but humans, real people. Mm. What are their needs? What are their emotions? It's 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 not just treating a user as just another number or commodity. It's actually really thinking about who the user is, you know, it means, you know, you really have to get close to them, understand them. I mean, I, I, you know, I just want to make clear, you know, because I, I don't want UX designers to be listening to this and think like, yeah, well, we are doing this already. Mm. Um, for us, it's just a way to cement that inside, inside our process to make sure that we, we remember each time that we're not dealing with users, we're actually dealing with, with humans here. Mm. Uh, what kind of ways do you actually implement that in, in your like development or, or product processes or your design process? I mean, we do we do what UX you know what the standard UX stuff, right? It's like mm. it's custom interviews. Uh, it's it's you know testing everything. Uh, you know, making sure everything is is working for different profiles of users. Beyond that, I think it's more like, you know, an attitude that we have to have. If we kind of like, it's, it's, a, it's more about setting the bar high than actually there being a, a very strict technical definition between, between uh, UX and HX. I mean, like I say, this, you know, HX is just the word, but it has, sure. you know, words have meanings. Uh, so it's not necessarily about like, uh, you know, the, the differences in the process between UX and, and HX. I would say that really if you're doing H UX properly, you're doing HX. Mm. Okay. And what, what kind of balance do, do you guys strike between um, measurable metrics and, and uh, kind of quantifiable results versus more of a kind of um, gut feel um, kind of culture-driven, you know, feeling of, you know, this is right, this this makes sense for us to do this? So w when we started Typeform, we didn't have any people, you know, data analysts or a marketing team to really look at, at the data. Everything was on, on gut feel. Mm. Uh, even in as far as design went, it was all just complete gut feel. In fact, the whole type, the Typeform that you see today, the actual form, that's... Uh, a result of not going through any kind of formal UX process. It's just, you know, designer, you know, working out a problem. Mm. Uh, so working out a solution for a problem. Um, so sorry, I, I went off on one. What was the question? That's right. Just just about the balance between um, what is what is measurable, like a measured approach, and yeah. versus kind of gut feel. Yeah, yeah. No, so as I was saying, you know, when we when we start when we started Typeform it was very much gut feel, mm. but now we're much more data driven. 
But it doesn't mean that we're absolutely data-driven everything. I think what we try to, we try to think of ourselves as data-informed because we will also make gut feel decisions. And there are, sometimes the data will tell you something, but uh, you don't feel comfortable actually implementing that solution. For example, you may get better conversion if you use darker design patterns or, or try and really push a user to take a certain action. But mm. you have to ask yourself, is this the right thing to do? How does this impact the, the, the perception that, that your, your customers have on your product? How, and how does it, I mean, I would even say, how does it, uh, impact the perception of the, of the employees on the decisions that product are making. So it's very much a balance, and that's why we kind of try to think of ourselves as more data informed than just just like absolutely data driven. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. So w we love using Typeform and ChartMogul. It's it's been great for things like our NPS surveys and, and other things. Uh, one thing I've noticed is, and maybe this just falls into the kind of human element, but. Um, you guys seem to do an impeccable job of conveying what I would think of as as like the the culture of the company through through uh, the the product and your, and your website. Is that something that's by design? And and like, how do you what what's your approach to culture at, at Typeform? Is this something that that you've designed very specifically, or is it, has it just evolved as you've gone along? No, it's just it, it's just evolved. I mean, we do have a very strong focus on it. In fact. Uh, we, we focus everything we do along three pillars in Typeform, which is uh, business, innovation, and culture. So it's normal that culture gets quite a big uh, uh, seat at the table. But yeah. as far as us having like a, a, a conceited culture plan, no, it's just kind of come up naturally. I think it's just um, a result of the founders, but also the people that we've, we've, we've surrounded ourselves with. That, that's what really creates a culture as opposed to saying, well, this is going to be our culture. I mean, yes, at some point we said this is our culture, but that was after it had developed somewhat so that we could understand it. Mm. How important do you think um, the hiring process uh, is as, as a part of that? Like, how, uh, what, what kind of people do you look for at, at Typeform and how particular are you about hiring great people? Yeah, I mean, hiring, you know, hiring the right people is super important, otherwise... Um, you know, you're going to affect your culture. So if you have a, you know, for example, in our case, we always look for people that are humble, passionate, and, um, sorry, and, and smart. Mm. Uh, and if you allow people that don't fit into those qualities, obviously that's going to change the culture. If you start allowing a bunch of people that, that are smart, are passionate, but they're really loud and, 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 and really egotistical, then that's going to obviously affect the culture. So, Hiring the right people is 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 obviously like crucial mm. to create a company. Mm. I mean, it's like uh, I mean, it's it's it should be obvious, no? But maybe so, some people like realize it's a bit too late. I, I think it's yeah. I think it's pretty clear how important it is. I think that the tough thing is knowing how you can change or what what you can actually impact. Um, and obviously, mm. hiring is is the the main one there, but. Um, I don't know how you go about designing a culture is something that I think a lot of people struggle with. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so you guys have been through a bunch of uh, changes recently. You, uh, I don't know how many people do you have at the office there in, in Barcelona now. We're 120 now. Okay, and, and you've you've moved to this beautiful new uh, location. I've seen some great uh, pictures. How how do 
How has Typeform grown? Uh, again, I guess this comes back to the, the culture picture, but in, in scaling Typeform, have you come across challenges and, and things that uh, you've needed to kind of change to, to ensure that the culture and the business scales well? Yeah, I mean, this is just the typical thing that happens to startups, right? They, they grow really fast in a, in a short period of time. And, you know, the, the culture is obviously at risk when that happens. I mean, I'd say when you get over 60 or, well, I would say even 80 people, then really to, to keep the culture going, you have to start looking at implementing more processes, mm. which kind of is like counterintuitive because like this culture, the, sorry, processes tend to like to kill culture, but you need some kind of framework. Otherwise it just becomes like just, just, just unmanageable. Mm. Is are there any um, kind of mistakes that you see people making with that commonly? What do you mean? In, in terms of uh, kind of going through that, that growth phase, um, perhaps, perhaps uh, mistakes well, that founders commonly make during that mm-hmm. period. Sure. I, I think maybe one thing that we learned as we scaled and what, what kind of caught us in, uh, you know, caught us from behind a little bit was, you know, we've always expected people to, to kind of align behind ideas we have because the team was relatively small and it was easy to communicate. But when you have a team uh, of 120 people, uh, you really have to like, uh, you know, really you know, up your game as far as communication goes and having the right channels for the information to get across. Otherwise, you know, people are not aligned and then, you know, it's very difficult to like operate in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, or you can imagine like, you know, with, with when you reach a certain amount of people uh, to, to make decisions often, like there are many stakeholders involved and it takes a lot of people to agree on things. Mm-hmm. So, making sure that, that you're aligned with people and getting information ar- around about what you, you, know, you as a founder or a CEO want to, want to, have, want to implement is, is, is really important. Mm, yeah. Um, so you guys are based in Barcelona. I, I don't know, do you have an office uh, elsewhere in, in the US or is it, is it pretty much no, just, just Barcelona? Barcelona? Okay. just in Barcelona. How how did that happen actually from uh, from the beginning was it? No, we, we were just here. Uh, okay. M- myself and Robert, my co-founder, had our own small digital web agencies, and we just was we're running that here until mm. eventually we met and we we formed Typeform. Mm. And how do you see the the scene uh, kind of evolving in Barcelona? I, I know it's you guys are probably one of the. Uh, say flagship uh, startups over there now, and, and I'm, I'm imagining you're attract, attracting a lot of talent from um, across the globe. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a few companies here. We're not the first mm. company to be successful here, um, but you know we've grown pretty rapidly over the last year. And yes, the profile of the city, the profile of the company makes it easier for us to hire that's for sure and we do we you know we do put a lot of effort into culture and people that visit us do see this and they realize this is a really you know fun and 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 and, and nurturing place to work yeah yeah so you raised a 15 million dollar a round uh, last year i think 
Um, what's on the horizon for, for Typeform? You, I think you gave a bit of a hint earlier about kind of a, a redesign of, of the product or like a version two or something. What, what can we expect over the next uh, 12 months? Uh, all I'll say is uh, se seamless and frictionless building of Typeforms uh, and, uh, you know, a new platform to move forward much faster. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it anyway. <laughs> um, awesome. I don't want to take up uh, any more of your time, David, but it's been really good to, to chat quickly. Um, are you guys hiring right now? Is, is there anywhere people can go to, to look at the, the company and uh, if they're interested in, in working at Typeform? Uh, I guess they can go to your website, right? Oh, best place is to go to our website. We have our careers page up on that. If you go to typeform.com slash careers, You'll find all the open positions. If there's no open position that, that, that suits your, your profile, we'll also love to hear from you. You can just submit an open application. And, you know, we're, we're, we're hiring constantly at the moment. So, we, you know, if you're, if you're I don't want, <laughs> this is starting to sound like an advert. <laughs> it's fine. If you can have the plug at the end. It's okay. And smart, please come and, and uh, let us know. Awesome. <laughs> Great. Well, um, yeah, thanks again for, for taking the time. It's been really good to chat. And um, I think there's a, a lot of insights here for, for people. And uh, it's good to talk about the, the kind of deeper product things for, for once or UX things. So thanks a lot, David. Okay. Thank you Cheers. very much. Thank you. Bye.